Welcome to the heart of the Big Bend. It's time to kick back, put your feet up, grab your favorite beverage or snack as we discuss, declare, proclaim, publicize, and articulate about the wonders, magic, beauty, music, and happenings here in the area known as the Big Bend of Texas. Hello, Welcome and thank you for joining us again for Heart of the Big Bend. This is a podcast and radio show coming to you every other week about visiting the beautiful Big Bend of Texas. Specifically, we will cover what's happening in Alpine, an incredibly friendly small town nestled in a desert mountain valley at the heart of the Big Bend region. With easy day trips from Alpine, you can take in everything this amazing region has to offer. I'm Chris Ruggia, Director of Tourism for the City of Alpine, and today we're talking a little more about the same weekend we discussed on the last episode. So that's uh, February 2nd and 3rd. And last episode, we talked about Saturday, February 3rd, Wildlife Day in Alpine, a whole day of events with Borderlands Research Institute. Uh, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the podcast feed and listen to the last uh, two weeks ago, listen to that episode. But today we're talking about the night before that Saturday, we're talking about Friday, February 2nd. And to that end, we have Nick Hurt. Hey, Nick. Hey, Chris. Uh, Nick is a, a guitarist, a guitar teacher of long standing, but of recently of Sol Ross yeah, State University. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've been teaching for a long time, but I'm in the midst of my first year over here at Sol Ross, which is real fun. Yeah. Exciting. And so uh, on Friday, you're going to screen a film that uh, we got to see at the Granada last year, and uh, I got so excited. I had to make sure that it was shown at the museum. So Yeah. So, uh, so you're going to do a recital before the film, and then we're going to screen the film. Yeah. Yeah, basically I'll play um, a little bit of live music because it's always fun to hear live music, and, uh, and then there'll be the, the film that I made last year, which is called Serenade, I Miss You. Yeah, so let's, well, let's talk about this film how many classical guitar films do we get to see in alpine it's not that many not many yeah <laughs> not many classical guitar films exist period yeah much less in alpine um but, but yeah. this when so when people think classical guitar they think uh old music classical sure. music is all old right well, oh gosh, this we could spend the entire podcast on this one question. Right. So what is classical music? And I, I love it. Uh, but yeah, uh, very simply put, lots of classical guitars, old, old Spanish kind of style yeah. guitar. A lot of old dead guys wrote music that people still play and still great. And I love it. Yeah. But um, something that I'm really interested in is playing music. That's new. It's mm -hmm. newer, and um, and I'm also very interested. I'm I'm from Texas, and I'm very interested in Texas music. So the film and the live set too. We can talk about that in a bit. But the film is all uh, Austin composers that are just friends of mine. Really, yeah. They're more just like guitar players than uh -huh. composers. But I ask them to compose pieces for me to play, and uh, that's kind of what the film is. You get to hear from the composers talking about their their work and then you get to hear me play their their pieces but it's it's interesting i think it's interesting because uh not all the composers really fall very clearly into this classical music mm -hmm. category um but i'm playing 
their music on a classical guitar and right. very much like within that style. Yeah, yeah. That would be interesting one day to to have a follow-up and see them play those pieces too. Yeah, That could be cool because we don't get to see that yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that'll be the next project. Well, Let's they see. can come out and they'll all play at the museum too. But that's another night. That's not next Friday. Right. Which uh, And so uh, I loved the movie. Thank you, Chris. When, yeah, I, I really did. And uh, in case folks are thinking, oh, classical music and it's going to be long and I'm going to fall asleep, which I do fall asleep, but not during this film <laughs> because it was not very long. No, yeah. it's short. It's a short yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 40 minutes or so. Yeah. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's classical music because I'm playing a classical guitar, I guess, and because that's sort of my, my background. But the uh, the the writers, the the composers, are really interesting people. Yeah, and they're not sleepy, super academic, classical people. Yeah, and so uh, the music isn't isn't that either. Yeah, well, and the the film goes back and forth, so it's not forty five minutes of instrumental music. Right. You know, you've got a few minutes of music, and then you've got somebody introducing and talking about their yeah, what they think about when they come up with music whether they're writing it down or not you know right um, so that it's a lot of it's a great variety then bogged down with, with a bunch of stuffy yeah and we try to keep it interesting <laughs> keep it fun i was trying to keep it fresh make sure people aren't gonna get too bored yeah <laughs> absolutely I, I don't think they will as i said i i loved it oh thank you that really means a lot Chris. Yeah. i really appreciate it yeah you know, absolutely so helpful in getting this whole thing together which has just been a blast. Well, it's more than a pleasure for me, for sure. Thanks. Yeah, and so uh, so we've got this filmed entertainment that we'll get, but then there's the live component beforehand. And so you decided to focus still on Texas music for this. And it still be a brief recital. I think the whole evening we're looking at hour and a half, something yeah. like that. Yeah, probably so. We'll start around six. Doors are at five. Um, we'll start at around six and I'll probably pay, play for 15, 20 minutes of live music just to kind of get everybody, uh, warmed up and ready to go. But yeah, so like you mentioned, um, I was not sure exactly what I'd play live. Um, I've kind of got just some more conventional classical repertoire under my fingers most yeah. of the time. And I was sort of thinking, well, maybe I'll play some music from Brazil or I've got this really, this lovely composer that I love from Cuba, maybe I'll play some Cuban music. But then I just was thinking, you know, this is the Museum of the Big Band. Uh, the film is all about Austin-based musicians. And I was interested in, I've always been interested in Texas music. Um, so I kind of got really interested in two composers and have learned some music uh, from te two Texas-based composers. And one is a composer named Hayden Pedigo, a guitarist, named Hay Hayden Pedigo, who's yeah. from Amarillo, Texas, who's very young and very, very cool, doing lots of cool stuff. Um, and is he in the classical area? No, no not, not at all. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably be more accurately described in, like, the kind of um, primitive guitar hmm. styling, which is, like, kind of the John Fahey, uh, Leo Kotke okay. style, open tunings, um, steel string... Uh, finger pick kind of yeah. kind of stuff, um, and then the other composer that I'm going to play live is um, a composer named Julian Mock, 
Well, I got to say, I'm super excited. I've known Julian for a while. Ju- Julian's, okay, back up. Yeah. Julian grew up in Alpine. That's His right. family was from Alpine. And so the mocks had a, they had a natural food store right. way back, way back before I was ever in Alpine. And uh, they also were a family of classical guitar players. And so they start, I don't know if that's, started this idea but they really were working with these classical guitar choirs i know i'm really digressing here but no, I this talk is about it. I love julian's it. background yeah. and uh <clears throat> and uh and so then julian when he was three i think yeah, they t- toured europe t- tiny child yeah, yeah and europe. so he's got he's a three-year-old playing the classical guitar with his family guitar choir right, like in berlin yeah Coming from Alpine, <laughs> and so uh, so then he's been in and out of Alpine at various times. And where's where's Julian now? I think he I think he has just recently moved to New Mexico. Okay, yeah, and, and uh, friends. Yeah, yeah, and he has a couple of uh, records out that that I've heard, and so that's our background. So Julian, who has a strong connection with Alpine, and which of his work uh, are you are you? playing with these days yeah so i've learned two of his pieces i'm not sure if i want to play both of them on friday but um yeah i met julian just a couple years ago it was real serendipitous i was um i had bumped into somebody named matt hinsley who's the director of austin classical guitar Uh out here and i bumped into him at a show in marfa and he said i just met this guy you have to get to know um his name's julian mock and kind of gave me the mock Fan, like the short yeah. version of the mock family story which you just kind of outlined and i got his contact and i met up with him and he was so kind mm-hmm. and we talked and had a uh, had a bunch of fun and he gave me some of the pieces that he had had written yeah and, and he uh, gave you the sheet music yeah because i remember he had music. yeah yeah so i've got three pieces and i've learned two of them so far i've learned a piece called sweet bitter and a piece called reynosa and um it's great music, and he, Julian is a great guitarist. He really is. And, um, yeah, the, the whole story of what they were doing out here, the Mock family and the school that they had, but they had more than a, a music school. They had a magazine. They had a classical yeah. guitar magazine that was published from Alpine, and it's just really cool. At, at one time, Julian said that uh, it was the only classical guitar publication in the English language. <laughs> <laughs> Much less wow. like in the United States. You wow. Know, the only one in the English language. I mean, if I think it was for... And were they years. publishing it from Alpine? Yeah, or I believe it? it started in the Rio Grande Valley. Okay, when they yeah. moved here, I think maybe about half the catalog was published okay. here in Alpine. Wow. Yeah, Little did we know. We've got this, this credentials. I know, so there's like, there's classical guitar history here. Yeah. Which is, which for me totally was so cool. Yeah. And I'm kind of just beginning to start digging into it more and I want to Julian's got a huge stack of music he's been telling me about that I haven't seen yet that when people were submitting to the magazine oh, wow. so I, I'm wondering if there's some gems in there bound to be so well <clears throat> so we've talked about what you're gonna do that evening but what people may not realize is that you have a guitar in your lap I'm sitting with a guitar right now yeah, yeah. and that and this is the first time ever on this program oh, no way. to have a guitar in this i thought the booth was too small to be honest but we're making it work i know it's a little tight but and so i would i would uh propose that we stop talking for a second (laughs) yeah and uh and you 
play a little music. Okay, we'll do. Um, what, so what do you want to do? Yeah, I'll play. I'm gonna play one of the um, one of the pieces that I'll I'll probably play on Friday by the Amarillo-based guitarist Hayden Pedigo. And this is a piece called Nearer, Nearer, off of uh, his album that came out last year on Mexican Summer, the record label Mexican Summer, which is based in New York. And uh, the record's called All the Happiest Times I've Ignored. <laughs> I think I'm messing that up. I'm sorry, Hayden Pedigo, if you're listening. I doubt you are, though. But uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful album. If you, if you search... If we it. confirm that that's wrong, we'll make sure he gets a copy. Exactly, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the happiest times I ever ignored. I believe is what it's called. But it's a beautiful record, and um, yeah, I'll I'll quit talking. I'll just, I'll play it. All right. This was written for the steel string guitar, but I'm playing it on a nylon string guitar, which is really one of the main distinctions between acoustic guitar and classical guitar. And of course, right. of course, a classical guitar is an acoustic guitar. Yeah. But um, so it's a little different than what the record sounds like, but I think it really fits this instrument really well.
wait for it to completely go away. Right, exactly. <laughs> Radio silence. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. So that was nearer, nearer, um, by Hayden Pedigo. Thank you for doing that. Um, <clears throat> so we're we're on the university campus at the museum, which is where you're spending more time these days. Yep. And so let's talk a little bit about music on campus. So uh, how's it been so far? It's your first year of teaching. It's been great. I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've learned a lot. This is my first um, time teaching at this level. Yeah. So it's you know, been a bit of a transition, but in, in a totally good way and in a way that I, I really am just so happy about. But yeah, I just I feel really grateful to be there. Um, it's a beautiful campus, obviously. And... Yeah, uh, the music program at Sol Ross is small but mighty, and we're trying to, to build it up and grow as much as, yeah. as we can. And um, Dr. Alegria, who's in charge of the of the School of Music and, and the vocal studies, mm-hmm. is really um, just putting a ton of work in and doing so many cool things, and he's been so welcoming to me. And um, yeah, it's been a, a great experience to be there. The yeah. And folks in town will, they all know Andrew Alegria from the Christmas stroll sure. because he's overseeing all this music all over, uh, all over downtown and up on campus for, for that event. That's when we see him the most probably. And he also, uh, he directs the uh, community chorale. That's right. As well. Yeah. So that's where folks who aren't up on the hill might see Andrew around. Oh yeah, doing that stuff for sure. Yeah, and he's always doing cool performances and um, yeah, but yeah, it's been great. I mean, I don't know really what else to say other than that. It's I'm just really happy to be here, and um, I want everyone to come study guitar at Sol Ross. So yeah, come so. study guitar at Sol Ross. Yeah, please, please do. And you please. had a recital uh, in the fall. Of your students, right? So yes, and and uh, how many students have you got at the moment? Well, I've got well, so uh, I've got one student at the university. I see. That's a major. I've got a couple others that are non-majors, uh-huh. uh, so they're studying, you know, business or whatever else, and then they take guitar lessons. But I've got one major. Um, but then there's a, another professor at Sol Ross named uh, Mrs. Azar, uh-huh. who's a, a you know been a member of the community for a long time. Some some folks might know her and her music, and she's a great guitarist, and she's got a few other guitar students as well. So the program's gotcha. small, okay. um, but mighty, and uh, yeah, our combined studios, um, so Mrs. Azar's students and my students come together for the uh, guitar ensemble, and we played a concert last semester, and then we're going to be playing a concert this spring I believe on April twenty first. Good to know. At the studio theater in on campus. Okay. Excellent. I wish I could give you a time, but I don't know. But just keep your ears peeled. Will will do. And uh but before that, I mean you've been teaching for a long time, it seems. As yeah. long as I've known you, you've been a teacher. And it's that, always been my thing. Yeah. Yeah, always been my job and um I taught for a really long time in Austin. I taught at a school called Orpheus Academy of Music. And um, I got both my degrees at U- UT Austin, so I got my uh, my undergraduate and my master's degree at UT Austin, studying with a guitarist named Adam Holtzman, uh-huh. who's um, a, a huge fixture of the Texas classical guitar scene. Uh, really the foundation, I think, of the whole community out here. 
um, can kind of be boiled down into into Adam Holtzman's influence and his his teaching and his pedagogy, and um, but yeah, I'm just rambling about Adam Holtzman. That's now. A, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, now, one of your students is going to be at the museum. That's right. And and Nico yep. Westerling. Nico Westerling. And so he'll be playing uh, between doors opening and and the uh, and the beginning of the program. Yeah, Nico is going to be just playing some beautiful music that we were working on together. Yeah. In between doors and when, when we'll start at six. So from five to six, we'll be playing. And the museum will be open at that time too. So yeah. if there's some, if you've been meaning to come out and check out some of the galleries, cause they're beautiful. Or even if you haven't seen the new space, it's beautiful. Um, so you can it really is. Yeah. For an so, hour before the and show. what you can see right now in, is, uh, in the hallway, there's some big, uh, mural sized, you know, can their canvases uh, that are really worth seeing. Some of them painted here of here, uh, and then there's a little hallway gallery that that has uh, some work that's also related to the area and the and the campus. Then there's a semi-permanent installation of Tom Lee's paintings mm-hmm. that were actually illustration paintings. They were done for a series for Time, hmm. I think, magazine. It's Time Life. I'm not sure which, uh, and that's of the the life cycle of a, a beef cow. Oh, yeah, the longhorn. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's great. Yeah, or the history of the longhorn, I guess it is. But yeah, some of those are those are really amazing paintings. And then there's a photography exhibit right now, Graciela Iturbide, uh really, yeah, haunting and beautiful, beautiful photos. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you can see. And at the same time, you can evaluate Nick Hurt as a teacher by judging his... Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come ready to judge. <laughs> and uh, so one uh, one other thing that I I notice in the space visually that other people can't can't see is that there's two guitars. Oh yes, we got two guitars here. Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe we should hear the other one. Yeah. Um, so the reason I've got two is because they're in very different tunings, and so rather than spending five minutes tuning one guitar, I had brought. Two guitars. So let me just swap these out. Real yeah, quick. and I have to observe this stand yeah, that's con- resting on your a contraption knee. that um, obviously our podcast and radio viewers, <laughs> listeners, are not going to be able to see. Basically, classical guitarists are just as nerdy as you can possibly get. <laughs> and if there's anything we can do to make things nerdier, we we do it. And I've got this contraption here that holds my guitar up to the perfect height. Well, uh, when uh, when Julian's mother Ruth would play, because I did see her a couple of times, she had a she had a a little stand for her foot, and right. so I take it this is avoiding that need. It gets a guitar in the right spot without having to raise your leg up. Exactly. It's a yeah. substitute for the footstool. So the footstool is the classic way to get the guitar in the in the classical quote I'm doing air quotes right now. The quote unquote classical position. Yeah. Um and so the footstool was what like Segovia used and uh, John Williams and Julian Bream, all these classic old school guitarists. Um problem with that is if you sit and practice all day with your foot a foot off of the ground can make your back hurt. I imagine. And it can make some other things kind of get a little whacked out on your in your body. So yeah. it was, um, 
this allows me to sit more normally yeah. while I play the guitar. I didn't even notice until we were changing guitars. It's discreet. <laughs> it's very discreet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, so what's the difference in the tuning between the two? This is right. This guitar right now is in standard tuning. Okay, and that other was an open tuning. Yeah, it was in an open. Which means so that last this last chord that you played, your fingers weren't touching any of the frets. It was yeah. My favorite kind of chord. <laughs> All I got to do is just strum. Okay, but this is normal. Yeah, so this guitar is in standard tuning, and this guitar, if you if you want to get real nerdy and talk well, guitars for a sec put people out let's do it right now this guitar was built in texas the guitar that i'm currently holding this was built by um a luthier named aaron ringo uh, who is based in weatherford texas ah. and is builds really world-class guitars the inlay is beautiful here in texas thank you thank you this was built for me uh, a couple years ago um kind of in the height of the lockdown it was like mm-hmm. a project for for to kind of keep things cheerful i was like i'm gonna get i'm gonna build a guitar so i commissioned this guitar from from aaron at that time all right and what are you gonna play on it i think i'll play for this for this next piece i'll play a piece of julian mox exciting and i'll play a piece called reynosa which is um devoted to his father i'm gonna tune first though yeah and while you're doing that uh Julian has two albums that I know of, and I'm trying, I can't remember the n- title of the first one, but the second one was Ecstatic Mechanism. mechanism? Yeah, yeah, Ecstatic Mechanism. They're probably both on streaming services. They were. They're both on Bandcamp. Yeah. Okay. And Bandcamp. both of the pieces that I've learned are from that second record. Yeah. Well, Ecstatic. the first one was all steel string, right. and the second was not. That's right. Yeah. And I highly suggest you check these out on Bandcamp because you'll hear. Uh, Julian playing them, and um, I believe it was all probably recorded out here. I would think um, so, yeah. Here, uh, or maybe up in the Davis Mountains, but um, yeah, local music. That's cool. Yeah, I think, I could be wrong, but I kind of think it was recorded on Fort Davis Street in Alpine. I kind of think. Right on. Yeah, I remember we had that set up in one of those rooms in that house. That house, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. That was before my time here, but yeah, that's really cool. All right, well, let's, okay. let's hear it. So here's a Reynosa by Julian Mock.
tribute to Jerry Mock, Julian's dad. Who I've got to say, hard to find a kinder, friendlier, more gracious person than Jerry. I wish I could have met him. Yeah, he was he was a great guy. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I I think we'll probably move on because we're taking up a bit of time for folks on the radio and in their podcast feed. That's. That sounds fair. <laughs> All right. So, everybody, Friday, February 1st. Second. Second. Thank you. I probably said first at least more than once. Friday, February 2nd, followed by Saturday, February 3rd, Wildlife Day. But February 2nd is museum night. So, classical guitar. Doors Muse- 5 p.m. Museum of the Big Bend. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been a, a real pleasure. It's great, oh. to, great to talk a little bit, yeah. play a little bit such a treat for me certainly so and i'm sure all the listeners feel the same way and i want to thank all of the listeners for joining us every single time for yeah thanks y'all for a heart of the big bend you can get more information about the show at visit alpinetx.com slash podcast or you can search heart of the big bend on apple Podcasts, spotify most other podcast apps you can think of most likely and for everybody catching the local broadcast on kalp kvlf radio here in alpine thank you and we will be back in two fridays You've been listening to The Heart of the Big Bend. Hope you liked what you heard and that you'll find the time to experience all that the Big Bend has to offer. See you soon, partner.